Well, here we go. Uh, this is episode number five. What is up, everybody? This is uh, Justin Trapone, and I have my uh, co-host here, uh, my cousin Jacob Nitu. Jacob, how you doing, man? Doing awesome, dude. We have an exciting episode today. I know. I'm excited for today's episode. Uh, you know, I'm laughing because I listened to the last one that we did and you're like, man, you said that was like top five and the other one was top five. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, you can't say something is a, uh, uh, it's okay to say something is a top five because we don't know what kind of interview we're going to be going into yeah. and we don't know what kind of day we're going to have tomorrow or something. So if something good happens, let's celebrate it. You know what so, I mean? Wow. So, that's a, that's a perfect theme with today's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys to, uh, to kind of dive in a little bit and uh, get to know um, the one and only uh, Pastor, Pastor Dan. Dan. Yep. Pastor, Pastor Dan, Dan is the yep. our, uh, our young adults pastor and youth pastor, right? Youth and too. young adults. Youth yes. and young adults. Yep. So, um, so whole... we got the privilege to interview him and, and I know that you're going to uh, enjoy it all. But uh, yeah, we just want to, again, thank everybody for tuning in and listening mm-hmm. in and we love the feedback. Uh, we, we love the questions and, and comments and everything. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. You want to give them the rundown, how to contact you? Yep. Contact so us. to contact us, you can do it two ways. Top on Facebook, type in CFC Weekly Podcast. And there you can submit your questions for this week's for this week's show or future shows. And it's a group. So you join the group. You'll see other listeners there that are tuning in every week. And that is going to be your best place to get connected with our community that is known as CSC Weekly. Otherwise, you can reach out to our email that is set up. It's called Christian Faith Center Podcasts with an S at the end. So Christian Faith Center, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. And real quick, any questions can be, please don't mind my Apple Watch, notify me to breathe. Um, you can have any any questions are on the board because every week we have interviews and going forward, we may not have inter- like one week, we may not have an interview, but uh, we'll have people live in studio or whatever the case may be. Regardless, I know a lot of us have issues, either good or bad. And we wanted to set up this podcast to be an avenue for you to have direct access with questions to our pastoral staff, to people that are leaders that you look up to, that you work with. And, you know, any questions are on the on the table and we want to use this platform as an opportunity to address that, whether we have that both Justin and I through experience or whether our pastoral or leader staff have that through their experiences as well. And we just want to grow together. And the only way we can do that is if people are audacious and ask questions, because, you know, if I was on the other side of things, I would have plenty of questions. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of opportunities to have Pastor Kelly on the phone. Or Pastor Israel, these these people, you know, they have a lot of good, insightful wisdom that, you know, you don't get easy access to them very often. So it's to have a question for them that they could answer is yeah. vital, and an opportunity to just kind of get plugged in a little a little bit more yeah. than just on on Sunday. Yeah, you know. So um, before we uh, before we jump into the interview, uh, we're going to do what we always do and, and start it off with a prayer. You mm-hmm. want to lead us in prayer? Yeah, yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to meet again. As a uh, as a family in Christian Faith Center, Lord, we're thankful for this opportunity, both Justin and I, to just talk and put you at the forefront of it all. And we just pray that you use this episode to impact people in a mighty way, that you use this interview to give people insight to not just their what they're going on or what their life looks like with you, but to give them insight on what it looks like to be a leader to our future generations 
And Lord, we just pray that you have your hand upon this episode, that every word that comes from our mouths are yours and yours only. And we just pray that no matter what happens, your glory is exemplified through it all. Lord, we love you and we thank you for every opportunity you've given us as co-hosts. And we thank you for the family that you've given us to be talking to every week. We love you and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, got a busy episode, so we want to jump in. Let's jump right in. Here is uh, our interview with uh, Pastor Dan. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right, Justin. Well, another episode of CFC Weekly, and we have a really special guest, one that I am very close to and know quite well because I have spent over a year really working with him and his team and getting to know him on a personal level. So without further ado, Pastor Dan Rizdal is our guest today. Pastor Dan, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm a, I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's official. We have a long-time, awesome. long-time listener. We have a long-time listener. Five episodes in, too. First it's, one. It starts stacking up. But, well, glad to have you here and really thankful for your time. And uh, you're, uh, you're a big representation of what our church is going into the future as our youth and young adults pastor. And so we want to give you the opportunity to just really let us know who you are and kind of what are the big goals and objectives that you have for the year as well as cool projects and things going on for our kids at the church and high schoolers and so forth. So with that being said, kind of detail for us, if you don't mind, your path to Christian Faith Center, where you came from and how did you end up in Nampa, Idaho? Because I know the story, but everyone listening probably doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, let me say, uh, appreciate you guys doing this. And before we record it, I appreciate you guys telling me that I'm your favorite CSC pastor. So, <laughs> you know, man. Good. <laughs> yeah, good. well, I, I've been, been here in Idaho, uh, I think I'm coming up on two years now. Yeah. It's been flying by, but it's just kind of kind of crazy. Uh, um, thinking about it, um, I'm not a planner. I mean, I am a planner. That's, that's not what I meant to say. I am a planner, but uh, Idaho was never really in the plan. Like, uh, I was funny. I was li- listening to Pastor Kelly, and she was talking about it last week, how she didn't know where Idaho was before moving here. And it was kind of the same deal where it, it just wasn't part of the plan, and and me and Lene, we were in Colorado, we were newlyweds, and we were just kind of planning to be there for a while, and it just kind of came a point in time, maybe about six months before we moved, where I, you can just kind of feel it sometimes, you, you just know it, you can't really explain it, you don't even know how to put words to it, but I just kind of knew there was something else going on, that maybe maybe God had something else for me, and I, I didn't really see it, and and so I, I think when we ended up uh, applying and interviewing with CFC, um, it, it's just, it, it was just kind of caught us by surprise. We, we weren't really looking really anywhere. It's it just kind of some, something just connected with us at CFC, and we ended up visiting, and it was like, oh, man, we didn't plan this, but it, it just kind of feels right. And, and so we ended up coming here, and it's just been an amazing time, and it's just just that time visiting and interviewing, it was like, but we could tell this was going to be a home for quite a while, and we just love, love CSD and love Idaho, and even though I'd never been to Idaho before, it's just, just a place that I've fallen in love with in a short time. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an incredible journey, and like you said, you're coming up on two years, I think in March, if I'm not mistaken, 
And uh, real quick, there's a cool fact about you where so far you're in 2019, you're still keeping your sanity and you're alive because you're a Bears fan and you overcame the, the loss and you're still you know, going along. No one would know the difference. So props to you on that. I just had to throw that in there because I know you, I know how much you enjoy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to talk about football. I've been, I've been let down for many years. It's been a long journey. I'm sorry. I just feel so bad because if you guys don't know, Justin's a Cowboys fan too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't. I told him. I said I don't think I'm ready to talk about football yet. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, but no, I also want to mention how a uh, really cool fact about you is that you played tennis in college, correct? I did. Yeah. So how long did you play tennis yeah. for? That's cool. That's, I, really cool. that's really cool. I just want to hear that story because I knew you played. I never actually heard you explain how you got to that point. But on a more serious note, how did you eventually, and we'll, we'll touch on this because obviously you're the youth and young adults pastor. We're going to go into that arena more specifically. But how did you find out your passion for ministry and what led you to ultimately become a youth pastor? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was talking about this maybe a couple weeks ago with Maggie, but I just kind of, every now and then, I just kind of have realizations where maybe you didn't see things the same way, but every now and then, people will kind of say things to me, like, it's so cool to see it, um, God's calling on your life, the youth ministry, and all this, and I, I've just been kind of realizing that maybe um, a lot of times what, what God is calling you to is, it, what what you see in someone else or what you see God do through someone else, I think a lot of it's more obedience than like the specific gift. I think I, I do have a gift for youth ministry and understanding that, but at the same time, I, I just kind of think it's just been obedience where That's I true. remember in high school when I first felt called in ministry, it was just kind of, just kind of something that was, again, something that I wasn't expecting, but felt like God was calling me and, Honestly, youth ministry was just the open door, and uh, it's just kind of been been a, just a cool journey where uh, where I've just really tried to tried to be be as relevant as I can. And I just found that it it's actually worked out really well for youth ministry. But I, I don't think I was ever like I decided when I felt called, I was never like just going straight towards youth ministry. It was just kind of my gift and my experience and these
people will say things to me like, man, you, you have such a great gift for youth ministry or whatever. And I, I'm just like, you don't know my journey. Like, this doesn't feel like a gift. It feels like I've been working for years and years and years to be able to understand you. Even, even putting myself out there in certain situations and conversations and preaching messages. And it's just kind of been me on this journey and I just felt like God God honors people that are willing to be obedient and, and try things that maybe aren't the most comfortable like a, a lot of people will, will mention like I, I, just, I couldn't do youth ministry like it's just it's hard that I can't can't relate to them and I'll be honest but there are moments where like youth ministry or teenagers freak me out a little bit but I've just been obedient and stepped into that wow uh, that was good. And it's crazy too, because I've worked with you for, for a long time. And so I've gotten to see a lot of everything you described firsthand. But for those of those of us listening that don't know, how would you describe a typical Wednesday night service that you lead at the church? Yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm kind of a big, uh, big culture guy. So I'm that's kind of been something that, that I just really care about. I want people, when they walk through the doors, to, to feel a certain way. Like, I'm always thinking about, like, those little things. And really, I just believe believe that well, when people walk in, that they can encounter God from that moment, whether it's a youth leader taking the time to talk to them or, or, or just, just caring about them. Like, those little things just really make a huge difference. I know... But when I was in high school or middle school, like those that those leaders that came and talked to me were a huge thing, and and, and so we really focus on culture. But, but I think probably probably something that, that that I've really cared about a whole lot and thought about the last couple of years, and I, I think at the TFC something that's really become a, a passion of mine is I, I just believe that that God wants us to grow to the next place he's called us to be like following christ is a journey he's never called us just to accept him and stay in this one place but he wants us to grow he wants us to get to this at this place and so really i think what csc students has turned into and it's i mean it's been that but something that, that i've just really focused on and thought was so important is i'm going to preach to the mature ones and and, and i'm not going to I'm not going to try and go down to this level. I, I really believe that, that people want to get to that next stage. Like, think about this. When you were in middle school, what did you want more than anything? To be in high school. Or when you were in high school, you wanted to be in college. Or you wanted to have your own job or your own car. Like, people are wanting so badly at, 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 as a teenager to get to that next level in life, to get to that next phase. And so I've just kind of gone after the older students. And and what I find so often is that the older students find a place because obviously I'm preaching to them, but the the middle schoolers are are, are realizing, hey, I can be at that level. And so what happens is you see the junior hires, the middle school students kind of rise to that level. And and, and something cool kind of happens where where they just kind of realize that is something – more for us. He's never told us to stay in this place. And so I've just made that so, so important, whether it's our worship or whether it's a message. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we do some crazy things in youth ministry. Jacob, you've seen mm-hmm. this, like, stuff, stuff going yeah. down in, in 
down if we're honest. Like, nobody wants to be amateur. It's like, we, we want to get to that next level. We just kind of go back to what's comfortable sometimes or, or, or what is does feel immature. And so we're just... We're just really trying to provide this place where, yes, people feel comfortable, yes, people have fun and feel loved, but at the same time, we're growing, and, and, and we really believe this, that we want we, we can make a place where someone who's never encountered God can walk in the doors and feel welcome, and within weeks, get to a place where they're growing and following Christ. Yeah, wow. that's awesome, man. Well, if you, if you haven't been told this recently, uh, your job is so crucial um it's just as important if not more important than what takes place on sundays uh what you do day you know weekend and week out it really sets the precedence for these kids to show them that man it is cool to be a christian in fact nothing is cooler nothing is worth more pursuing than you know this path uh to christ so that's awesome um i uh yeah. i can i can give credit to my youth leader when I was growing up was actually my older brother and, uh, you know, at, at the church where, where we were at. And so he, he inspired me. To, it was, it was cool. He made it cool. And yeah. that's, that's, I, it was drawn. Yeah. I was drawn to that. Yeah. So man, keep it up. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. It's so, it's so important because you're, you're creating, you know, generational change for maybe a lot of these yeah. kids whose parents are not believers and, and it's, it's fantastic. We weren't as crazy yeah. as you guys are, and, yeah. you know. Um. <laughs> there's, been some, there's been some nights. There's been some nights, uh, but... I feel like I missed out a little bit on that, but yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll just yeah. come out and join you. <laughs> I know, right? Dude, it is a good time. <laughs> Breakfast night this Wednesday. The What is that going to be? The 14th? No, the 16th. But anyway. Yeah. Nice. So uh, I'm, just, I'm just curious, too, because from my experience, there's... Uh, you, you told this to me in kind of our personal meetings is how... These these group of kids, not specifically at church, but just this generation, is will be some of the hardest that you talk to, but it'll be the most rewarding as well. And before I get to my next question, I wanted to ask you, from your perspective, what do you think has been the biggest change? Like Justin just mentioned, from him, your guys' age group growing up to where the kids that you're leading today, what's been the biggest evolution of change that you can see that in the generation that you're leading? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, you'll, you'll probably hear this all the time, but, I mean, we're in the, the greatest communication change in the history of the world, like, or, or probably in 600 years or whenever the printing press came out. Like, that was that was a big thing. Now we're at this place where we have a phone wherever we go, and there's just so many different new challenges that, that, that are here, and it, it's kind of just... Just an interesting place to be in because uh, obviously there there are a lot of ne- negatives and I, I think people, especially I don't know why this is, but when we talk about the, the younger generation, I think we we focus on the negatives and the problems so often. But uh, I mean, obviously with having a phone with you all the time, yes, you can get in more trouble. Yes, bad things can happen. Yes, you can be so focused on your phone that you forget to have relationships with human beings that that that's a real problem but at, at the same time like uh, if you think about it like, there's more potential for for god to move instantly than ever before like there's just so many different opportunities and i just i just can't help but get excited about what, what god can do in an instant like god can work in so many ways and we have so many tools and 
resources now that we didn't have 20 years ago and, and it's just kind of a cool thing and so it, it can be easy to focus on the negative and all that but I, I just really believe God God's in the midst of something he's working something and and usually what we've seen throughout history is that there's kind of generations where you just kind of see maybe there's kind of the sleeper generation but you'll see a generation rise up and i actually believe that next generation coming up generation z kind of i don't know 20 and below but like i just think god god's preparing something and if we're willing to pour into to them, I just think, oh, why wouldn't God move? Like, there's so many great things that could happen. So, what you know, in your in your position and your experience and, and the relationships that you've developed with all these, you know, um, the the congregation of the youth, what insight can you give to um, older listeners? What insight, if you had a moment now to say, hey, here's here's what I'm seeing, here's what here's something that you can do just to not get on their level, but um, connect with them a little bit more to love them just a little bit further to life. What what insight can you give us? Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's there's a lot of things that the next generation needs, and I, I I don't know about you guys, but I'm like a I'm a singular focused guy. So it's like when I find something that I know I can solve or do, like I'm just gonna focus on that one thing, but. I know what I've seen through the lens of youth ministry and through my faith and really what what they need. And, and, and this is kind of, I'll explain it this way, it's kind of a mix between what I've seen through psychology and kind of studying these things, but also just through what I've seen in my own life. Because I'm a millennial, but, but what we're finding is Generation Z is more of like an amplified version of millennials because but we're still not really sure what to think of Generation Z. Like, there's so much going on with technology. But basically what we saw in my generation and really has kind of continued is that from the ages of 18 to 25, people are basically leaving the church. Where in, in the past, maybe they attended church. Maybe there was this, this group of people that were hardcore for pride. But something happened along the line. In fact, studies will say, in fact, I'll just, I have this memorized, but lifeway research in this study, they found that of people that grow up in church and attend on a regular basis, they found that between the ages of 18 to 25, 70%, 58 to 70%, somewhere along those lines, they found that 70% of those people that grew up in church, at that once they reach 18, stopped attending church and stopped having their faith, not following Christ. Something happened along those times, and it's crazy because I, I saw this in my own life, where I, I grew up in church, and I attended every single week, every single Wednesday, but I, I remember I remember when I went into college, I, I was still following Christ, but I looked at my friends who went to youth group with me and went to church and school with me who were following Christ, no longer follow Christ anymore. Like something happened somewhere along those lines. And, and kind of, I remember just thinking about this and, and trying to figure it out, just wondering what it was because I never wanted to see that again. And they've kind of found through, through, through some studies, the same study actually said that 
that they found that the number one reason why people are turning from church is because they have a lack of relationship with older Christians. Mm. And, and I just thought that was so interesting because it's almost like we have this, this generation that we're polarizing and, and, and calling them hopeless. Like, there's nothing we can do, but the thing that they need most is the people that are calling them these things that, that are looking at them this way, like they, they need older Christians in their lives, and here's why why they need that, because what the problem is that we're finding is when they turn 18 or when they turn 21, they're, they grew up in church, but they no longer know what it looks like to be an older Christian. Mm. They, they no longer understand exactly what that means, so I, I just believe that I want to give them the opportunities right now to in relationship with older Christians to actually, while they're in middle school and high school, to start serving, to, to, to be around people who have been following Christ for a while. And I just think that's so helpful because when they get to that point, they're going to have people that they can go to and they're going to have people that, that have modeled the faith before. And, and so we, we can... I think probably what happens is while we look at the younger generation, we uh, the reason we don't spend time with them is maybe we get intimidated or we think we need this one thing if we're going to help them. Or uh, I just don't think that's the case. I think most of the time they just need an example of what it looks like to be a Christian when you're not a teenager. Wow, that's good. That's extremely insightful. Seventy percent is too high. Yeah. It's too high. It's that's yeah. too big of a number. Yeah, it's, that's uh, yeah. that just really kind of puts it yeah. into perspective. And you know, I, I like what yeah. you said. Even even being called a millennial, somebody using that word just has like a sting to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like I'm 30 years old. So what? You know, you were 30 years old yep. one time. Um, you know, yeah. my the name of my my uh, my generation shouldn't define my whole you exactly. know worthless existence because you know. Millennials are lazy, and and then and then what you said kind of made me feel better. Uh, Generation Z is is you know twice as worse, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we're laughing because yeah. you know we're we're well, past well, that, and that's the sad part, though. Because we exaggerate like what what we think is wrong with the next generation. Where I, I think actually what's happening is we're, we're forgetting that. In the previous generation, there were people that had issues too. We just didn't focus as much on them. Right. And so now, now it's now that it's a different scenario. I think it's easy to look at the younger generation and think, "Oh, right. they're, they're lazy or idle." But well, I think every generation dealt with that. Yeah. Well, it's just in our case, we're in the uh, you know communication ampli- amplification generation, so we just you know we're yeah. we're naive to just post about it. And that's why it creates that platform for everybody to talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that was good. That was really good, man. Well, um, you know, kind of going into, you know, you've already kind of covered the uh, next generational needs and stuff. But let's uh, let's talk about Salty. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah. We're actually getting ready to open registration for, for Salty in two days. So kind of getting amped up for it. Yeah. I, I would say this. I don't, I don't know if I can say this, but it, I think for for the youth ministry, student ministry, it's the best thing that we do all year. And basically what it is, it, it's it's a mission trip meets a youth conference. And so we, we take we take a bunch of kids and we, we, we pack them in vans and we drive, we, we 
drive out to Oroville, California, which is where one of our campuses is. So it's kind of a cool experience where we have the Idaho campuses, the, the students from here, and we get to hang out with the Oroville campus. And what, what we do while we're there, there's the services. It's kind of got that conference feel. And really, really uh, just, I don't know about you guys, but I, I know, like, those moments where you're, like, on a retreat and, and there's, service like those are the moments where i I remember encountering god like god was always there god was always moving but it's just just something powerful about getting away and seeking god and so there's going to be that and then there's also kind of that mission trip deal where we take a day and we basically just pour into the city of oroville or uh, actually things might change i know the the fires and paradise california i think that there might be some things that will help out with that but it's kind of a cool experience where we get to do all these things we're hanging out with Oroville students i mean plus we're going to california over spring break i mean it doesn't get much better than that and and, and so we're doing that and then also we're we're just kind of taking the time to seek God and then serve others. So I just really think it's it's just a powerful weekend. It's four days, just kind of jam packed with a lot of time just to seek God and serve others. Awesome, yeah. And I awesome. I know from last year too, you had a lot of a lot of cool stories. Is there anything right off the top of your head that you remember from last year's trip that uh, just put it in the memory books for the rest of your life? Yeah. Um, I think definitely, I mean, obviously just the, the relationships that you build on those trips are just amazing, but I remember there was a, there were a couple guys that um, kind of from the area, that one guy specifically, um, he he grew up grew up in Nampa and really never attended church, but it's kind of a weird, weird experience. I was hanging out with some students one day, and um, we were hanging out at Jack in the Box, like just just over by Nampa High School, and, and this was kind of one of their friends that uh, these group of friends that went to church. But this other guy came over and didn't, didn't come to church, and I invited him that day, and, and he ended up coming a couple days later. And fast forward a couple months later, like he, he was kind of kind of like in church, but wasn't really sure in his faith, and it was like after that weekend, it was like something happened in, in his life and his heart, and I felt like God just met him while he was there, and, and from that moment on, he's just been on fire for what, what God's done, and it's kind of a moment that I'll, I'll just never forget, and I just don't think uh, without that without that experience that I, I don't know that that ever would have happened, so it's just kind of a cool, cool moment, and some, something powerful just happened you get away. I don't, I don't know what it is, but something happens and you just kind of have that freedom, but also you're, you're seeking God at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. You can hit that any better. And before I let Justin kind of ask you to close up this podcast here, uh, I just know from my experience working with you and seeing you lead, the number one thing I can take away from our you today is the fact that as older, and I'm, I'm 23, so I'm kind of in between the kids we're talking about and then you guys, but I feel like it's our duty to equip our kids with their talents and their skill sets and to help them unveil that, especially today more than any other day, to help them realize that they have power and and in our belief, it's through Jesus alone, that they have that power and their gifting to do great things. And I think the thing that I've always complimented you on this, your ability to connect with kids is second to none. And I think that's why you're so successful with 
what you're doing in the church and how God's using you. And from my experience, I've seen firsthand how there's a lot of kids, especially for some reason in our youth ministry, they gravitate towards you that have never been in church. They've never, a lot, we have a lot of unchurched kids, a lot of parents that don't even go to the church. They just yeah. drop off their kids. And we've seen crazy, crazy Holy Spirit movements through them to the point where you have moments like Salty, where you have kids that like Isai, for example, the, one of the greatest stories that I can take away from my time is just a kid that went from never going to church to being a powerhouse and leading other. And I know you have multiple kids and I, I don't even say young adults that are, you know, being leaders for you and taking big roles and you're equipping them and putting them in positions to use their talents. And I think that's, that's something that going forward is what we'll have to do. But I think you're doing an awesome job with that. And just, and I'd say that all from my experience working hand in hand with you, but anyways, just wanted to put that out there and uh, kind of head towards this question. I know 2019 is a big year for a lot of us and Justin, I, I, I just, uh, I know you and I have big plans for it. And for you, Dan, what is kind of your, your mission and your goal going into, or actually as we progress through the year for not just yourself, but for the youth as well? I didn't notice it as much, and so I'm just going to 
That's awesome. That's good, man. That's really good. Awesome. Well, man, um, thank you. Thank you for carving out your uh, your Monday night for us and you know, just taking take some time to call in and being our, our number one listener. We really appreciate that. <laughs> um, you know, I love – my favorite part is I got to hear that you're a tennis player. So I played tennis in high school, and that was a big deal. So we gotta <laughs> we got to go play on the court once it warms up know, a little right. bit. I know Jacob played tennis yep. too, right? Yep. All right, I man. We, get, we can too. find another guy. We can get some doubles yeah, going know, on. Right? Right. I would play, but the last time I played, it broke my racket. So is that Ooh, a little frustrating? <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if oh you haven't gosh. broken your racket, you're not a real tennis player. Exactly. If, from frustration, <laughs> I've broken three in my lifetime. I don't know how many you've broken. I have broken oh, six. So he doubled in my, me in my lifetime. So. My dad, my dad told I was uh, I don't know what I was. I think it was a sophomore in high school, <laughs> and my dad looks at me. He's like, "I will never buy you another." Uh, tennis racket again and i love so- tennis so much that's when i got like a job Yo, just so that gosh. i could go yeah. and buy another <laughs> another tennis racket that's so bad. good but the lord has worked on me i've had the same racket so for like 15 years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know these millennials they just if they don't pay for it they don't know how much it costs and stuff you yeah. know what i mean talk about a generational <laughs> problem but uh <laughs> but that's awesome <laughs> Well, thank you, man. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, words cannot express uh, the enormous impact that you are having. Um, you know, not just not just on CFC, not just Nampa, but each and every single place and community that these kids are going to be in for the next ten to twenty years. Um, I know you're you're setting a tone, and you really are setting a bar for them, a standard of of what it means to to be a, a child of God and and relating to relating to them so perfectly. So thank you. Thank you for answering the call. Thank you for getting on that plane and, and coming out here and, and giving us a, you know, giving us a shot and, and sticking around. And, and you know what, in March, we need to celebrate, uh, we need to get together and celebrate two years of you and Lene being here. So we need, that's a, that's a celebration to, to get together for. So thank you, man. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining us and, and uh, Jacob, you want anything else? I'm good, man. I'm, as yeah. always, man, I'm always thankful. And for those of you who don't know, I, I'll say it this way. Pastor Israel is the one that got me in the doors, and Pastor Dan is the one that uh, directly I can credit for helping me grow as not just a, a man, but a man that is supposed to lead others. And I give that all credit to Pastor Dan for taking me under his wing and really teaching me the ropes. So I'm always grateful for him. And the, the fact that I have the opportunity in Boise is solely the fact that Pastor Dan gave me opportunities that a lot of people didn't. And so I can't be more thankful for that in my life. Awesome. But all right, man. Awesome. Well, then we will uh, we'll let you go. And we're really thankful for your time. And uh, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll have you on the podcast here soon enough. So. Yeah, well, thank, thanks again. You guys are amazing. Also, just want to let you guys know you are the most handsome <laughs> I've ever seen before. <laughs> thank we're the, okay. we're the perfect mix of uh, nice. brunette and flowing blonde. Uh, that's awesome. So, oh, wait, wait, wait. Last question. So how long are you going to let your hair grow out? Um, well, <laughs> for a while. For a while? Dang. People have started to wonder if I'm a surfer or anything. And I'm not. I live in Idaho, but... Um, Dude, Lake Lowell has crazy waves. It, you know? It's kind of fun, actually. People look at you differently. They do. you got long hair. I don't know what it is. I know. Just have more fun, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
I know I'm chugging I'm chugging biotin, you know, by the bottle full so I can catch up to you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. I've actually moved up to Bobby Pin Oh, that's good. That's a step up. I still have one one particular area that needs the bobby pin to just stay in its place. Somewhere Pastor Monty's just shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably thinking, oh, millennials. Yeah. <laughs> These millennials. He's like, they should have seen my flowing locks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. The, mon- the man bun generation. Yeah. It's going to happen. All right, man. On that note, we will let you go and you have yourself a good night, all right? All right, man. We'll Thanks, see you man. later. All right. We are just uh, – was, that was just awesome to have Pastor Dan on the line here and join the join the show for our weekly interview and just really thankful for his time. And hopefully you guys got a lot out of that because there's – it's not a lot of times you hear from the individual people that are working with our kids and with our young adults. And it is vital. Like Justin said in the interview, it is, it is multi-generational work that you don't see – you can see the rewards now, but you really see the rewards in the future. Right. And hopefully the parents listening and, and, you know, future parents listening, it's, it's more than youth night is more than just partying and listening to really loud music and, and just, you know, always, they always look like they're having a good time. I mean, there is, um, there is a method to the madness Mm -hmm. if I want to say. And sometimes, um, you know, you have to, bring yourself, not bring, I don't want to say bring yourself down, but the way that he described it and the way that he does it, just, yeah. you know, watching it, that, that youth, youth house gets packed yeah. out. And working you know? every week for the past year before yeah. kind of my opportunities in Boise opened up to where, where I, now I'm spending most of my time in that arena. I was over the past year with Pastor Dan, you know, every week, every Wednesday night. And the way he does every, every Wednesday is methodical. And the way he has established that youth program has been nothing short of incredible. The fact that every week there's there was new kids every single week is because kids were excited about bringing their friends. Right. And there was kids that I'm not even joking that um, I'll remember remember and have a big part in my life that they they were just excited and they had no church experience whatsoever. They right. just it was just really welcoming. Right. For them. And slowly but surely with consistency, they would eventually start opening up. There'd be more opportunities for them to serve. And lo and behold, Dan has you, you can find multiple teenagers that help him every week conduct a service. Right. And not only that, lead lead other, you know, Bible studies, lead small groups, and it's just really transitioned to a, an incredible thing. And then those kids lead their unsafe parents yes. into the church as well. Yeah. And therefore, you know, creating a generational shift mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just huge. It's a huge impact. So, you know, for those of you, um, you know, this, add this to your prayer list, uh, pray for the leaders, pray for the leaders and the teachers and, and, uh, you know, everyone that is, um, at CFC working, pouring their, their heart and energy and soul into the, into the people yeah. and, uh, pray for, for, uh, for Dan and Lene just to, for God to anoint further wisdom on their lives and, and uh, further peace and energy to uh, continue to fight the good fight. And I don't think, I don't think we say it that way enough. Yeah. You know what I mean, yep. it's like, it's hard and two years can turn into 20 years just like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Thank you, Lene, for uh, answering that call and yep. flying out here and, and uh, just becoming a part of our, of our community. Yep. So that's awesome. That's really awesome. Well, um, we want to, uh, recap, uh, Sunday. Sunday was our, um, 
multi-campus launch for Kingdom Builders. Yes. And, uh, you know, something that uh, Pastor Monty and the pastoral team has been working on for the last nine months. Um, you know, just if you didn't get a chance to uh, attend church on Sunday, I encourage you to go and, and either listen to the podcast that'll get uploaded or that got uploaded from it or watch it online. You can find it on Facebook. Um, but I just really think it's it's a cool, it's a really cool challenge that is set above and beyond the normal tithe. Yeah. And I think, you know, I won't, we won't go too much into, um, you know, the, the video series that we're going to be doing uh, for the next two weeks as well from Gateway Church with Pastor Robert Morris. But he, uh, he, he said something in the video series that uh, a lot of the times we don't realize that uh, everything that we have isn't ours yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And so if you can position yourself to have that mindset, meaning the money that I make is it's not all mine. I mean, it really is. It really is from God. Mm-hmm. God can give it and God can take it just like that. Yep. And so to to have a mindset to focus on something more than just your tithe, doing more than just the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So I only have to work eight hours a day and that's it. Yep. You know what I mean? It's it's something it's something more than that. Yep. Meaning I'm gonna pour into something more than just what you're asking for me. You're asking eight exactly. hours, well I'm gonna work twenty hours for you. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's not that God needs that. God doesn't need it has everything. I mean, yeah. could, he, I mean, he pretty much created everything. Yeah. So, yeah. He doesn't need it. Yes. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't need it. It's, but, but if he sees that, it's it's amazing to see. And and I'll get I'll get kind of vulnerable. I wasn't planning on sharing this, but there was a time in uh, in our marriage, uh, Rachel and I, where we grew up in the church. Pretty much, our I, I mean, I've been in the church my entire life, mm-hmm. and uh, was taught about tithing, and tithing was a huge part, and and but there was some there was some there were some tough times, man. Some yeah. times where it was like ramen noodles for six months straight. We were both in college and both barely working, minimum job. Yep. Um, and where we just kinda there were some times where um we tied, but it wasn't it wasn't the full ten percent. It wasn't yep. it was just bare bare minimum, you know? Yeah. Even if it was just twenty bucks, ten bucks. And, uh, I don't know what happened. There was just something, I think for a period of time where we weren't tithing as consistently as we are now. Mm -hmm. And the moment where we, we change that, where no matter what, no matter what needs to get paid, no matter what needs to get bought, no matter what needs to be covered. As soon as we started tithing, there was some, it got worse. Like it was super tight, Yeah. but it almost like made things even tighter that all of a sudden blessings just started. Wow. And, and opportunities for us to uh, make more money and, and have more. And uh, I really, to my heart's core, I learned that God can do so much more wow. with 90% of my money than I could ever do, than mm-hmm. Justin and Rachel could ever do 100%. with 100% of our money. Yep. And we have never stopped since then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have ex- I've experienced more success in my life than I ever thought I could ever was going to do. Wow. And Rachel and I have been trying to go above and beyond that ten tithe. Yep. Not to not to say anything like that. If you're if you're only given ten, then that's all good enough. But there is just this, you know. I feel like if you if you step out the norm, step out the, just the minimum requirement, mm-hmm. God is going to honor that and bless that. Yeah. And and if you you know freely give, man, He just put more in. Yeah. He just gives us more, yeah. more and more. 
and, and it's just uh, it's an amazing concept that you can hear my voice and you can listen to my words, but until you actually do it, until you let the Holy Spirit work in your heart to to try it, you'll never look back. Yeah. You will never look back the same way. Yeah. So um, you know, Kingdom Builders, we won't I won't you know won't spend too much time on it, but if you if you really want more information on it, they've got pamphlets at the info center. Um, really, I encourage you. It's it's specific projects, specific goals that CFC as a as a church as a as one church is trying to fulfill and seek. And I really feel like God is is going to pour even further anointing and yep. blessing, financial blessing on the church. And it's because we're going to freely give it, yeah, give it away. And if yeah. I could add it in this perspective too, because. This is not an easy topic to talk about by any means for a lot of people. The moment the word money or finances gets brought up, a lot of us just feel like a in our stomachs, right? Because it's, uh, I don't know the verse, but where your, where your uh, treasures are, your heart or whatever, you know, that verse though, I got to do a better job memorizing, but yeah, essentially, Uh, I think it's in Deuteronomy. Yeah. You're the treasures of your heart. No, that's wrong. No, it's something. But anyway, (laughs) what I'm trying to say is that. What we value is in our hearts, and God wants our faithfulness to be the number one thing we value, right? And when it comes to finances, I, I'm a younger guy in this where I, for the majority of my life, I did not tithe, and I didn't do that. And I would say over the past five months, I've been consistently doing that, and with a lot of, with a lot of apprehension, because I am, not, I am not inclined to do that in my past. And so all I want to say is this, with Kingdom Builders, it's... For in, in the church environment, it's the very first time in my personal experience and being in, in a couple other churches, it, it gives us a blueprint to see exactly, okay, God, you I understand that you want me to be faithful, but for the first time, I, I, I'm faithful to this church, I'm faithful to this movement, I'm faithful to the leadership. Now I get to see how my faithfulness is going to get used in your glory. Right. And it's really cool because a lot of the things are in the in Kingdom Builders is designed specifically for missions. Or global, global things that um, a lot of people have have hearts for that they want to see changed. Whether it's sex trafficking, whether it's you know other things in the nation or globally. So we have that aspect. You have local growth with our expansion of campuses. There's just different ways where your faithfulness for the very first time you get to see how it's impacting locally and globally, and that's that's not common. And I think the the message is going to be vital with Pastor Robert Morris that we're going to go over. But I think just for if we're all being honest, this is not an easy subject. It's something that you only have experience when you've done it. But when you do it, and Justin just said it, I'll reiterate it. There's there's something to be said about seeing it happen and work in your favor when you just you see it happen. Leave your bank account, and you're like, okay, God, you have to do this, or else there's literally no other way right and whether you're 23 like myself or you're 63 there's there's gonna be moments where you need god to make a way and when you put it in his hands something there's like a piece that just okay well i i can't i'm just gonna give my best effort but i can't control because it's in god's hands now right and when you see that move it's it transcends everything in your life every arena of your life that's the other part too is you start seeing yourself grow in the areas you didn't know that you needed to grow in. Right. When you stretch yourself, and the best way to stretch yourself in faith is through your finances, because that's where your treasure's at. Right. And so it's just going to be a really, a really great message and a really great movement going forward. But I just wanted to put in that perspective. It, it's a blueprint that for the very first time you can see, 
okay, I, I know my money is going to be utilized for these causes right. and I, I get to grow in my faith and do well in right. the kingdom of God at right. the same time. That's, exactly. That's a cool thing. And it, 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 puts it, it puts it into specific things like specific goals, whether it is yep. helping, uh, you know, missionary work, whether it is, you know, um, the, uh, the, uh, teen pregnancy, yeah. um, yep. you know, and I, I'm, I'm butchering the name. I know that's not what it's called. It's like you know, a lifeline center. Lifeline center. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's something that's happening here locally. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we can see that is, you know, really, really benefiting our, our community and benefiting yeah. our culture and, and seeing what your funds are doing is, is something more than that. But it's, it's also having the faith and trust that you have to, you kind of got to take a, a leap of faith and venture out and, and, and I'm not saying stop paying your bills and, you know, devote all your, all your extra funds. You have a responsibility to, yeah. you know, your, your family and everything else. But what if, what if you stepped out in faith and, uh, did a little bit, did a little bit something more? What if, uh, if you're, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, tug on your hearts just a little bit going, you know what? We really don't need these expenses. We really could take this money and do something else, do something more and just watch Watch how God is going to open a door that you never thought could be opened. And and then, you know, later on, you're going to be laughing going, man, if I would have kept my hand closed, if I would have not opened it, yeah. there is no way I would be here. You know, mm-hmm. I would have not come to this stage. And Rachel and I will, will testify to that all day and all day and yeah. night long. Um, it wasn't until we really let go because mm-hmm. it wasn't ours to begin with. Yep. It really isn't. Yep. Uh, my mom used to preach something to me all the time. Um, God will bless you and and allow certain you know financial blessings in your life, but if he feels like it's going to corrupt you, then he may not bless you further. Mm-hmm. You know, to whom much is given, much is expected. Yep. And I really feel like if you if you are being blessed, if you are um, mature enough. To realize that really that money was never was never yours to begin with. Yep, exactly. God just pours more. Yep, and, and it's just it's amazing. It's an amazing mindset. It's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful place to be in. Um, but it does take faith. You know, it's easy for me to sit here. You know, ten years later, be yeah. married and go, oh yeah, Jacob, you're <laughs> fine. You guys will be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we all had water with cereal. We're all we all have those <laughs> stories. And, you know, ramen yeah. noodles for a year. Um, you know, it's just part of growing up, but it's, it's kingdom builders, something yep. bigger than yourself, yep. bigger than CFC. It's something that's bigger yep. than just, you know, one pastor or one platform. And it's, it's amazing. So, uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to, uh, listen to the sermon. There's going to be, uh, more info I'm sure developing as we go forward. We have a $500,000, uh, goal, I believe mm-hmm. is what, mm-hmm. is what he set. Um, you know, and a big chunk of that is on the main campus and I, I cannot wait to see yeah. what the goals, how, how we're going to reach those goals and, and, and surpass. The reason, obviously we're recapping Sunday and, you know, I, when, I just feel it on my heart. When we talk about money, I, I want to be really authentic because we're a community here. It, at the end of the day, we're like me and Justin, our position is just to speak from experience. And I, I just don't want us to leave this you know, if you're listening to this right now, I, I don't want you to leave without feeling like the reason that we're called to do this is because God knew when he created us that we're, we're going to put our hearts into other things other than himself. And 
the number one way to grow is in, in God is to stretch your faith in areas where you're least comfortable. And the most, most times it's, it's financially, but on top of that, it's, it's this thing where for the very first time you can, you can be a big part of someone else experience the same joy that you found in Jesus just by simply letting go. And the moment you let go, and in this in this scenario, it's financially, but in every other arena of your life, finding that way to just let go. The number one prayer I pray all the time, I tell everybody that I talk to, the, that I've made my anthem is, Lord, make a way. Right. There's a lot of times I don't know how to pray the perfect prayer. Don't know. I try to reference scripture. I don't know it exactly, but I know for a fact that God said, like, if there will be, he is the way, the truth, and the light, and he will make a way. Right. And no matter what we do, if we put that on him, say, God, I need you in this arena. I'm going to put my faith in you and let go. Whether it's for the first time or the 100,000th time, he will always make a way. Right. If he didn't, we would not be here in these chairs. Exactly. How can we preach a gospel that doesn't that doesn't show growth day in, day out by putting all your faith in Jesus? Right. And I, I don't know how to say it eloquently because finances make me uncomfortable. It makes everyone uncomfortable because it's just an uncomfortable thing. Why do we have Financial Peace University? Because there's people that don't know how to do it responsibly and it's just how do we do it together where we can make it comfortable right and i think in my position and hopefully justin could agree all i want to see is all of us grow right and for the very first time lean on lean on god and obey like dan said in the interview he was obedient to his calling and right we're we're we have to be obedient to what god designed us to accomplish and that is to give him what's his and to and to trust him with the rest. Right. And when we do that, it is, it transcends everything we could ever think or imagine. Right. Yep. That that's is. my two cents. I'm going forward in this, every time this subject comes up, I'm going to, that's my goal right. is just to remind us like it, it's, it might be the subject we're talking about, but it, we, in deeper essence, we want to grow in God. Right. And this is going to be the fastest. It's the, it's the lighter fluid right. in growth. Well, and then hopefully uh, I said that well. No, enough, no, but. that was good. No, that was good. Um, and I think, uh, uh, you know, Pastor Morris kind of touched on the same things in, in his uh, in the video that we watched on Sunday. And one thing that I really love, he said, he said, I don't like it to be pre- I don't like the tithing um, sermon to be preached so that we get more. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I kind of I kind of love that. Like I don't I don't do good just to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to have that mindset. It's nice. You know, yeah. it's nice to be rewarded and compensated and whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, if, if you really search your own heart and, uh, you know, I love what he said. He says, uh, do you realize that God is looking at us and saying, when are you going to grow up? Yeah. And when are you going to grow up and develop a grateful heart? And uh, I love that because I, I look at my kids and I'm like, gosh, I can't wait till you guys grow up. Yeah. I can't wait till you guys, you know, and I, and, you know, maturity and, and, uh, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. having that ability to just understand like, this is not mine. Yeah. It's all his. Yeah. It could be gone just like that. Just in, like in, that. A, in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, if you are properly taking care of the things that God has blessed you with, um, you know, it creates an awesome opportunity for you to do even more. Yeah. And I think God is going to honor that, but we don't do it so that we get more. Um, we do it because in obedience, yep. that's what we were called to do. Yep. And so I don't want to be found when that trumpet sounds. Yeah. And he looks at me and goes, okay, I gave you, I gave you five. Mm-hmm. I gave you five coins. What'd you do with them? 
Well, I stuck my head in the ground and didn't want to do anything with them. So, yeah, um, yeah it was it was really cool. It, uh, it's not a comfortable subject. People no. always get uncomfortable, but it's one that is so necessary. And uh, I think it's cool that we're starting off the, you know, or kind of closing the first month here shortly mm-hmm. with this, uh, with this, you know. That's yeah, that first things first, first things exactly. first message. And uh, if you go through the gospel, Jesus had a parable of the, of the talents. Right. And that would be a good place to reference. And also I just read in Genesis, uh, Cain, Cain and Abel. And how Abel got the blessing of God because he gave God his first and his right, best. And right. Cain gave him the leftovers. Right. And God honors that. And I'll, I'll, if we want to close this point here, I'll say this. If you want to relate it to fitness, your short-term sacrifices equal habits of long-term success. Right. And the number one way to be successful no matter what you do is to create little hab- like little habits that lead to big changes. Right. That ultimately become the way you operate. Right. And that's why so many people struggle with weight loss at the very beginning of it because they don't know how to teach themselves how to how to develop those little habits, right? Like how to say no to a donut after nine, and then eventually learn how to say no to a donut in, throughout your day, right? And the same thing can be said financially: is give God what He owed you, and the what, what He it's His, right? It's His posi- possession, giving it to Him, and learning how to slowly. Put your trust in that and watch how he'll open doors for you to continue to put your trust in him. Right. Because when you have an open hand, you have a, yeah, he gives you, it, you have the ability to hold on to his hand when you have an open hand. Right. And if, you know, you're a father, when you need your kids to get to a place, you're going to grab their hand and you're right. going to drag them where they need to get to. Right. Whether they realize it or not. Right. Exactly. So I, I don't know. I don't know how else to, to kind of go about this subject to, to make it comfortable, but I just, it's kind of, it's, it's honest, man. Yeah. It's it's real stuff. It, you you learn through experience. But. And if you're not tithing, um, and if you feel those heartstrings tugging on you, uh, answer it. Be obedient. Be obedient to it, and and really, really, uh, you know, God says, test me. Go yeah. for it. Go ahead and test me. Yep. And a uh, hundred out of a hundred, yep. He has never, uh, at least He's never let me down. Never let, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, you want to recap? Yeah. We'll Boise. just see. We'll try to make this pretty comprehensive for the sake of your guys' time. But our second preview service for Boise happened and, uh, it was, it was an amazing night. I we're officially three weeks out when this airs less than three weeks out to the next episode or next episode next to the launch of our church service in Boise. The campus is going to be officially opened. And so we had our preview service last night. Worship was amazing. Uh, you know, David leading an amazing team that brings down the house every time gets on a microphone. And then pastor Jordan just spoke an amazing message. It was first Samuel chapter 17. You can mm-hmm. read David and Goliath. Yeah. Many of us heard the story, but, uh, my number one takeaway, if you want to catch it, it's on Facebook live on the Boise campus page. But my big takeaway was the fact that he spoke on how we need to, how our uniqueness is our key to success right. and how God was the, was the creator of our uniqueness. Right. And so my, my takeaway was the fact that the moment you access that is the moment you'll succeed. And I'll put it a step further. Cause I've told this to you before. I'm a true believer that God has gifted each and every one of us with one thing that separates us from anyone else. And that one thing can either be used for good or evil. And whether you use that for good or evil, that's your decision. But if you use it for good and not just for good, but for God's glory, 
yeah. you can do a lot of good things on this earth, but if it's not for God's kingdom and for his glory, it's never going to reach its true potential. Right. right. So when you allow, when you allow God to take the reins of that uniqueness and you use it for his glory, that's, what's going to transcend you as a person. And the only way that you can get to that point is by, is by understanding that you're your own person. You don't need to conform to other people. Right. And that was the essence of his sermon. And that was kind of my takeaway. And for me, it was a really important one because so often, rather than not, you're always looking for ways to to be the perfect model of what people comparing, need you to be. Comparing yourself and mm-hmm. thinking, oh, if I just talk like that, if I just walk like that, if I just dress like that, if I just, you know, acted just like that, then I'd be perfect. Yep. But God didn't design you that way. Yep. God designed Pastor Jordan to be Pastor Jordan. Mm-hmm. And he's rocking it, being him. Yep. But God designed Jacob to be Jacob. And Justin be Justin. Exactly. And and once you figure that out, man, nothing can stop you. Yep. And you just become this, you know, giant slayer. Mm-hmm. So it, it was yeah, awesome. It was I had a, the, we, Rachel and I had the privilege to catch it too. It was uh, it was a pretty special night. It's a great message. Pretty pretty special message. And just uh, man, I love the uh, uh, just the the boldness of once you can figure that out. Once you realize who you are um, in Christ and, and understand that I'm, I'm weird. I'm a weird dude. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to say it, but God made me weird. And uh, you know, I've got my own gifts and talents and, and it just uh, pursuing that it's, it's, there's no other Justin in the world. Nope. I'm the only Justin, yep. you know, and I would be doing God at this service if I didn't be Justin, if I tried to be, you know, some other dude. Yeah. That's so and, good. Uh, and I, and I love, uh, just the image that uh, Pastor Jordan uh, illustrated of David putting on Saul's armor mm-hmm. and walking around with this, you know, the metal probably clanking against each other and, and this awkward, awkward pose of, you know, I'm not, I wasn't designed to do this. I didn't, I wasn't trained to fight with this. Just take this garbage exactly. off. God has already equipped you with what you need for today. Exactly. It's already, it's there. It's just your responsibility, your mm-hmm. faith to step forward and, and own it. Yeah. Own, own it. it. Take it to where you, yeah. where he called you to take exactly. it. Exactly. Own who he, who yep. he created you to be, yep. you know? So it was awesome. It was really cool. It was good. I'm, uh, I'm super excited. Two weeks, less than two weeks away. When this airs, it'll be just about two weeks. Cause it's not this Sunday. It's the following. Sunday. No, it's three weeks from yesterday. Oh, three weeks from yesterday. Yep. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're getting there though. So, uh, actually Pastor Jordan just went to the campus carpets going in. They're putting the the wood in the sanctuary or nice. the foyer, one of them. Nice. It's it's going to be like that. Nice. So, Boise campus is happening. We'll keep you updated there. As far as our other campuses, Maine is, you know, obviously we talked about Kingdom Builders on every campus. Yeah. And uh, Caldwell's moving right along. Orville's moving right along. And uh, we're hoping to get Pastor John and his wife Heidi on our next, next episode. Yep. On um, episode six. Do it a live. Do it live. live in our first in-studio interview. Live in-studio. Because I know we love the phone interviews because they're easy to, you know, get whoever we need to get. Sometimes to accommodate schedules, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're excited to have him and represent Orville nice. and hear all about Orville firsthand. So, awesome. all that being said, anything else that... Um, uh, we're uh, T-minus 100 days from the, yes. uh, when this, the bells. Yes. Is what I'm hearing. When this airs, it'll be 199. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it'll be 98 days. 98 days. Okay. Yes. 98 days from, uh, from the, from official, officially, officially, uh, becoming mm-hmm. Mrs. Uh, Brittany 
and Jacob too. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm That's wiping awesome. her up. Oh, she's gotta be okay. wiped up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's excited. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you guys getting uh, the drinks ordered and stuff? The water and yeah, yeah, soda and yeah. Stuff actually, I think sure. we're gonna do water and lemonade. There you go. Good. Strawberry yeah. lemonade make it easier. There you go. That's good. Make sure you actually have it though. The day of. No. Yeah, you told me about yeah. this, and I thought about it ever yeah. since. Yeah. You'll never forget. <laughs> never forget. Anybody who ever hears this podcast, yeah. I'll never forget for the rest of have water. Rachel got mad <laughs> that I didn't tell you this. She's like, "Are you ever going to stop telling that story to people?" And <laughs> you know, it's just one way that I can just rub a little salt on my sister-in-laws. But you know, it's okay. It comes with the territory. That's right. So we don't. Uh, a lot of the times, our wife comes with families, and mm. uh, you know, we love we love them. We love our wives more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love so them all. Whenever, whenever I get a clean shot, you know, I just got to take yeah, it. so funny. But um, yeah, so that's awesome, man. It'll go by quicker. Hey, well, quicker than you realize. As these episodes progress, we're going to get closer. Yeah, that's so, awesome. That's it'll really it'll awesome. be really good. But um, anyway, do you want to close this out in prayer? And then... Yeah, yeah, I can. Okay. Awesome. Father God, thank you for, um, thank you for this time where uh, we can just kind of take a pause and dive in a little bit deeper into your people at CFC. Uh, thank you for Pastor Dan and Lene. Thank you for um, being with them from their walk, from when they first accepted you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, and guiding them here to uh, Nampa, Idaho, above all places in the world. Uh, the impact that they're making on our community, Lord, they're just um, none to compare to. So thank you for that. We are so blessed to have them. And I, I pray just, um, you know, spiritual blessings beyond they could have ever imagined or known to have prayed for, God. That you just touch them in a way above uh, above and beyond what they thought was possible, God. And, uh, and the ministry that they do here at CFC, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity for Jacob and I to get together and, and, uh, and, and be on this platform, God. Thank you for the leaders that we're blessed with to allow this. And, and Lord, I just pray that this work go further than Jacob and I ever anticipated as people listen, as people tune in, and, and just for us to get connected a little bit more than just on Sunday mornings for an hour and a half, God. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your presence and grace. And uh, be with us in the coming week. Uh, bless the listeners that, that tune in, Lord. And help us to just further spread your glory and not our own, Lord. Thank you for all that you do and all that you are allowing us to become, God. Above all else, let us bring you further glory and not our own. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, on that note, uh, if you guys want to continue the conversation of the things we talked about, you can reach us again on our CFC Weekly Podcast group on Facebook. Or you can uh, email christianfaithcenterpodcast at gmail.com with any of your questions that you might have. And I just want to say this to close it out. Uh, I feel really strongly about this, the subject we talked about today with Kingdom Builders and everything. Because what we believe, we're a part of a church and we're, we're individuals that we believe, God, we're going to obey him with our first 10%. It's biblical. It's truth. And it's real. And we're excited to be a part of a church that's expanding that in new ways that we can imagine. But I want to say this as well, because there's a lot of you listening that are pro that you practice that you practice that belief, you put it into faith every week, but there's a lot of you that don't. And my goal as, you know, as not just Jacob, but as a brother is to walk, like, how can we do this together? How can we transition from 
not doing that to making that your, your weekly practice. And uh, it, it's a tough subject for that reason because it takes a lot of faith and only faith, faith is only accessed through experience. And uh, I just want to let you guys know that you're going to have two brothers here on this podcast that care tremendously about your success and your walk with God. And we have found firsthand that once we put that trust in God with our finances, it expanded tenfold, literally tenfold. And financially, yeah, absolutely. But more importantly, in our character and our integrity, the way we carry ourselves, the way we lead our families, it, it's it's that vital. And we, we talk about this not to for a mission or a purpose. We talk about this because our overall growth is dependent on it. So I felt that on my heart. And that's what you're going to get through this podcast is authentic realness because it's not easy but we're here to help and we're, we're not perfect either there's, there's weeks where we we messed up and we could have done it better but we're all in this together so, exactly on that all note guys, well have a good rest of your week and uh we'll see you on episode six episode six peace out